If you want to write a book and become a best-selling author, you're in the right place. At Elite Online Publishing, we can help you create, publish, and market your book so that it becomes a number one bestseller. We work with a limited number of authors to ensure that they receive the best possible service. So if you want to learn how to write and publish a book that will empower you to smartly grow your brand, business, and credibility, apply today. We look forward to working with you. Hey everyone, it's Melanie Johnson at the Elite Publishing Podcast here to bring you stories of authors, how they write, how they publish, how their book is working for them, the success that they're having with it, just so you can learn how to be an author as well and market your book. So I'm here with Jen Foster, my co-owner of Elite Online Publishing. Hi, Jen. Hey everyone, how's it going today? So we have our latest Wall Street Journal USA Today, number one international best-selling author with us. Dre Evans. Welcome, Dre. How are you? Thank you, ladies. How are you? It's Good. an excellent day. We're excited to dive in and hear about your publishing and writing journey. I'm so excited. His, yep. His newest book is Prove Me Wrong. Yeah. So tell us Prove a little bit. Prove Them Wrong, I think. Prove, prove them, them Wrong. Why now? Why this book? And tell us a little bit about the book and why you decided to write it. I was a, my story always comes from the, the kid from Chicago. At 12 years old, I joined a street gang, and that was just for protection, to survive, and also just for lack of identity. Everyone has different ways that they cope with their environments. And coming from that background, we've all heard the news about shootings and violence in the South Side of Chicago. And that's that was my reality. Mm. And my brothers didn't participate in that. I used it to protect myself, protect them, and to fill that void of the upbringing of becoming a man that journey of becoming a man. And I didn't have a father figure in my life and that played a big role as well. And shortly after that, I had a, a person that I considered my enemy at the time who presented me my golden ticket, the opportunity of a lifetime. And that was, he told me about a school called West Point. Now I didn't go to West Point. I didn't go to the military academy, but I did go to the Naval Academy. So that, that Tim telling me about West Point opened that door to me learning about the other service academies. And me and my brothers were the first African-American triplets in history to ever be accepted into all three service academies. It was the Merchant Marine Academy, the Air Force Academy, and the Naval Academy. And West Point was trying to split us up in different admission timelines, but we all gained acceptance. And from there, we didn't all graduate together. That's in the memoir. That's a story for another day. But we all were admitted. And in that process, I went through a lot of struggles in Chicago. A lot of struggles of being in a military school, an elite college like that, Ivy League institution, centered on military training and leadership. And the first year I barely graduated. It was tough coming out of Chicago public schools. I was not the best student growing up. I was still in my gang ways, my Chicago mentality, my street mentality. And there is no hood naval officer. There is no street naval officer. And I had to learn how do I take the good from that? But then how do I take the bath from that and flush it down the toilet? And I ended up majoring in one of the hardest majors at the Naval Academy, Naval Architecture, Marine Engineering. Graduated at the top of my class, had some of the highest military leadership abilities where I was leading over a thousand people, became an MIT fellow, became an Air Force Institute Technology Fellow, did a lot of nuclear training, got a lot of awards on community outreach and community service. And during that time, I started doing motivational speaking. And I learned that I loved it. And from there, everyone was like, you should write a book. You should write a book. But the thing was, I had always been an author. 
my mom was an author. She wrote a marriage book, but she never promoted it. And so I got my gift to write from her. I tutored in the writing center. I was the only non-English major, major in the writing center. I was the only engineer, but everyone wanted to work with me. And I had that gift and I realized that and through at some point I kept delaying it and delaying and delaying it. And then I came out to San Diego and I got in an almost fatal car crash. Someone almost ran into me. I jerked the steering wheel, rail, slammed into the railing. Mm. The banner comes through, cars smoking, about to start on fire. And I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to get out. And I remember I had been in many death situations and had many conversations with the Grim Reaper being in Chicago. But that one was different. Because it was the idea of, I remember thinking about my mom and I remember thinking about my brother and my family. And I remember thinking about the city of Chicago because I was trying to get the door open. I couldn't get it open. And right when I was like banging and banging, someone pulled me out. And the next, I remember being in the back of the ambulance and they were like, I don't know how you survived. Because if I showed you photos, if you look in the center of the book, there's the photos of the car crash and the car was crumbled and I had no scars. And everyone was like, that was a miracle. And the next day I started writing the book. And so every day I wrote, when I went on deployment, I wrote on two hours of sleep every day I wrote. And so I finished it in a year. And after I, I did, I went through another year of just editing back and forth. You guys know how the process is back and forth. The Adam Skolnick who ghost wrote the book, David Goggins did for Can't, Can't Hurt Me. He was working with me on my book, on the memoir. He was providing a lot of a mentorship to me. I did a query letter to him because originally I wanted to see if he could help me get it to a major publisher and he loved it. And so from there, he went through the first probably five or six drafts with me telling me what direction I should take it, how I should improve. And from there, I, I finished it up. And then for a year, I, I stopped. I, t- I went off the gas. I started my real estate business. And then at some point, something in me was like, it's go time. It's time to release the book. It's been five years now working on that book. And here we are today, November 29th. I love that. And I think it's interesting that you said, now you are a writer, you are an author, you're really good at writing, but you still chose to have someone help you with the editing and the coaching and to revise and revision, which I think is key because I think a lot of times people think they can write it once or write write it and not really have a good editor or not really have a ghostwriter or someone that helps you to craft it and make it the best. Yeah, I think that's important part of it. We offer that part of service of a coaching and for that sort of thing. So tell us, you ended up, I think, tell us how you shopped for a publisher and what you were looking for. After several conversations with Adam, he portrayed to me the positive and negatives too of going with the traditional publisher. And I knew that David Goggins had went through Scribe. Honestly, that's why I went through Scribe. and. That's why I stuck it through with them. And I looked at it as this is going to be an insane amount of money, but it's worth it. I only have one shot to do this. And my childhood dream was to always be one of those best-selling authors, not the Amazon, but New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today. That was always the goal. And I knew that if I could do that, my mom would be in tears because that was also like a personal thing for us. And I knew that if I, at the time, I never thought I would write another book. Like I knew I was a writer, but I was like, I couldn't, before I started my business, I couldn't think of anything else I could write. And I was just like, the memoir is the best thing because it's got the struggles. It's got me in it. It's mm. got the pain. It's got the adversity. It's got affirmations, everything people can pull out so much, how to be successful at an Ivy League school coming from the bottom. Like it's so much military, everything. And after that, 
I got my, I started my business and it was almost like, again, thinking like an entrepreneur, just my, the doors opened. And from there I started, it was like a back shift. Prove them wrong was written first, but then I wasn't released first. I released That's My Property, which is named my business. And I wrote that book because I saw a need. There's so many people through my podcast, through my meetup, going to different real estate events around the city of San Diego. People have so much questions. And what I saw from my own reading of the multifamily books, a lot of them were explained in ways that were complicated for no reason. There are many people that want to get started in real estate, especially in multifamily, which is more elite and more complicated because you have to know the terms. You have to know the numbers and how to analyze a property. And people struggle with that. And so I found myself, what if I write something that part one explains in the weeds, in the details of every single struggle I went through on my first deal, which that's another thing I don't really see. They'll educate you. It'll be superficial, but no one goes through the weeds. of like, this is how I felt. This is exactly what I went to hour by hour, page by page turner of what I went through and what I felt, even the bad ups and downs. So I, that was part one of the book. And part two is everything people need to know about investing in multifamily in general. And then there's a key terms in the back that's from A to Z, all the key terminology people need to know about investing in multifamily, but in a simplified way. There's still equations in the book. There's still examples in the book, but again, they're dumbed down. There's infographics throughout the book, checklists, little, again, infographics or little pictures or diagrams that explain things dumbed down in a simplified way. Got so much feedback from it. It became an Amazon bestseller. And then same thing in that same process, I woke up one day and I feel like God put this on my spirit. He was like, comic book. We all love Marvel. We all love DC. And look at how big it's grown nowadays. And you have the different spinoffs. You have Endgame with Avengers, Black Panther, all these different things. And something to me was like, there's no real estate comic book. Everyone keeps talking about Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But I'm like, what if I can have the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but in Marvel DC comic book form, of how to invest in real estate, specifically multifamily. But then that's where the process started. And it was a grueling process because it was different. I had to draft out my storyline first. I needed that to be engaging because I wanted to be engaging because that was the trick. How do you craft something that's engaging for readers, but then is also teaching them at the same time? You engrave this story that they love. Then the second step was, okay, the characters, create the heroes, create the villains. And then the villains, they all represent the challenges that we will face acquiring a multifamily property. And then once you acquire it, the challenge you will face while managing it. And each time you, the hero and the gang of heroes defeats a villain, they earn a key. And when the key is revealed, there's always a storyteller in Marvel DC movies. And there's always like that sensei. <laughs> Pro Professor Brainwave is that. He's similar to Magneto and X-Men. He is an older guy who has all these psychic, powerful abilities. And he is that for the Upriser, which is the super, the main superhero who's also civilian name is Michael. And he is that he explains all the keys and what they mean in addition to people getting lessons. And there are subtle messages throughout, like it, flying through the city, there's a billboard and the billboard might have a diagram. So instead of saying, here's income, here's expenses. I have a visual diagram that explains all the expenses and all the income that a property has. In addition to the stories, Professor Brainwing explaining the key lessons throughout the key. So the objective is Michael goes through and he has to collect all these keys as he defeats all the villains, but he needs all the keys to face the final villain, which is Capital Skull. 
and capital score places a city places a plague on enterprise city which is where the setting takes place because it's a fine he puts the city under financial poverty michael's mom is in financial poverty and so if he defeats him he uplifts that curse he changes that generational cycle for his family and that's where it all was birthed from and i wanted to do something that inspire young adults inspire people that are also beginners inspire kids to learn about real estate and learn about financial literacy in a way that we all love and again i never thought that i would produce something like this but i'm also an artist i am i draw heavily and that's another thing i was able to leverage that creative side of being an author but also being a personal artist myself to combine that to produce the comic book i love that and that's called the league of wealth right the league of wealth League of Wealth. So I want to ask you, you've got two books now and a comic book. How did the real estate book impact your business? How did you use it? And then how do you foresee your new books coming out being your business or doors that it might open? Since I never thought that I was going to write, that's my property. I was essentially, and even now I'm, I just pretty much give it out. People can buy it, but if anyone asks me for a copy, I would just give it to them. It was really just to give them value. The whole purpose of that was giving them value. And it opened doors in the sense of me being a thought leader. I'd already had experience, but it really leveraged me to do other speaking engagements in real estate. And as I mentioned before, just being an expert in the field. I think it's going to be very different with the memoir because that's really going to be back to my roots of what I love doing. Mm -hmm. It's truly the outreach, truly giving back the more motivational, inspirational side of outreach. So I'm excited to get back into the schools. I'm excited to speak at colleges. I'm excited to speak at nonprofits and churches. That will really leverage the prove them wrong. But the comic book is going to be a game changer in another way because of it not being done before. And I can see it being a spinoff. I could see me then doing the same thing that DC Marvel does. And instead of the League of Wealth, I can take each individual character make a comic book of each individual character and teach people different things about financial literacy or real estate. One, I could take Ember, who's the lady, and make a comic book for ladies on real estate with that. And then I could take maybe Professor Brainwave and speak to him and he can maybe do note investing. And another one could do short-term rentals. Another one could do mid-term rentals. Like you can take it so many different lanes and still make it engaging for people in a way. And I just think the comic book is it's going to be a game changer in a different way that I never thought possible. Yeah. And reach a lot of people that are all age groups. You think comic books are more for the younger, but I'm a Marvel fan. So it's for yeah. all ages. Adults love them. It makes you feel like a kid. It makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And again, you're taking that, you're tapping into that ability of we go on the screen and we see Aquaman and we see Batman. And for that moment you're in the theater, you feel like large in a life, all the problems and stuff that you felt, you feel like you can accomplish them. Whatever you have going on, you envision yourself in that cape. You envision yourself in that role. You envision yourself being powerful and having the deep voice or being a sexy lady like Wonder Woman or whatever character it is that you emulate. And so if I could take that same feeling and put it in a comic book, but then tie that into your financial goals, it's like it's a win-win. I want you to feel that same empowerment, but in what you can achieve financially. Yeah, that's amazing. Dre, tell us where we can find you. Yes, you can find me at drmaltafamily.com. That's my main real estate website. Provethemwrongthebook.com. 
multifamilybytheslice.com is the website for my podcast. And I'm on all social media platforms at Dr. Multifamily. Great. We'll put that link up in the show notes and people can go and follow you and find you and your book in those places. Thank you so much for being on today. Yeah. And I just want to say, we're so honored that we were the marketing end for Dre's new book coming out that he entrusted us with his project and we are honored to work with you. And it's been such a pleasure to make you be a number one bestseller. If you want to learn more about publishing your book, reach out to us at Elite Online Publishing and we'll see you next time. Thanks everyone. Have a great week. If you want to write a book and become a best-selling author, you're in the right place. At Elite Online Publishing, we can help you create, publish, and market your book so that it becomes a number one bestseller. We work with a limited number of authors to ensure that they receive the best possible service. So if you want to learn how to write and publish a book that will empower you to smartly grow your brand, business, and credibility, apply today. We look forward to working with you.